everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 13. Last time I got that incorrect, so I apologize, but lucky number 13 here with our episode right off the bat. Thank you to all the returning listeners and to the new people who are listening for the first time. Welcome. I'm one of your hosts, as always, CK Present, joined by Daryl Fuimano and Eli Downing. Daryl, how are you this morning? Doing okay. I was afraid I was going to wake up pretty late because I got out of bed at 11 because I could not sleep last night with the weather. <laughs> it's a common theme, I feel like. Usually one of us is waking up like just in time to get everything together to come. So, yeah, that weather was yeah. crazy. Tell, tell me a bit yeah, more about what you experienced on your side of the hill. Oh, everything. Rain, lightning, freaking wind. I felt like we were like in Florida or something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, we don't really get storms like that in this part of California, I feel like, at all. I mean, maybe you guys know a bit more than me because I only moved here right before high school, but I don't remember experiencing this stuff at all. Uh, maybe like one other time. This is the stuff I miss. Yeah, I in agree. Pennsylvania, you get like actual seasons and like that's, I mean, it's not this late. It's usually like spring weather is uh, when it rains and you get thunderstorms. But out here in California, it's like winter is just like rainy season. Sure. But, yeah. So like those like hot weather storms, you know, that's where it's at. That's when you can actually go out and play in the in the rain and it's good times. Yeah, not the lightning, though, hopefully. You're not running around when it's, like, just bolting around, are you? Yeah, just make sure you're <laughs> short, You're not the tallest out there. That's a problem for you, then. Ooh. That's a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. means I'm about to stay inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, make sure you go with Daryl, and then you'll be safe. Yeah, you hang with the tallest Samoan <laughs> guy in a lightning storm, you're going to be fine, all right? You'll be good. <laughs> you'll, you'll be good to go. Yeah, did you guys ever have... Or, like, I guess, Eli, specifically, did you ever have tornado warnings and stuff where you were at in Pennsylvania? Um, I don't... Maybe. I remember on the way to, like, the place where I used to go snowboarding, which was Bear <laughs> Creek or Blue Mountain, like, on the way to those places, there was... I'm pretty sure there was, like, a tornado went through one of those places. I may be mistaken, but that was as close as it's gotten. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, there... Even right. There was a few times that it that we had them in Wisconsin at least. Um, so like we had to, I was at school for some play or something like that. It was like fifth grade, but basically we had to all get evac'd into these two exterior building bathrooms and just kind of like huddle down in there. You have like the sirens going off and stuff. Like it can get pretty crazy. So I definitely appreciate the thunderstorm from time to time, but I don't miss the uh, severe weather at least of the Midwest. As a kid, especially, it's pretty freaky. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy in school. Yeah, yeah. we just had we had more bomb threats than we had snow days in Pennsylvania. Jesus Christ, what? It was insane. Yeah, you started having to like sign into the bathrooms and like, yeah, it was. And then the, how many times people were pulling fire, fire alarms? Mm. Like it was that and bomb threats. It was like our school was like ridiculous. We had so many days off from that. That's pretty badass. I mean. You grew up in like a war zone. Oh, it's not really that badass. It's kind of fucked, but it's it's yeah. still it's pretty crazy. I don't know if I don't remember that ever happening. Um, at least at my middle school, maybe at high school once or twice. But either way, yeah, this we is... started having to get like wanded down to get into high school. It's crazy. What? <laughs> Jesus, that's so Searching nuts. Searching our backpacks and stuff. Mm. Just yeah, such a different experience than what I went through, yeah. but still pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Daryl, anything to add on that front? Did your school have 
any weird uh, things that happen more than other places? <laughs> Tornadoes or bombs or anything like that? Was it pretty normal? <laughs> no, I, I went to school out here in California, so things were pretty chill. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing we really had to be on the lookout for over time were just the school shootings and all that, but that was about it. I can't really recall anything like that yeah. that you guys went through. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. speaking of that, I'm, Colin, I'm sure you <clears throat> kind of experienced this, but, like, we had school in a jail. Like, it was all inside. There was not, like, out here where it's, like, a campus. And yeah. there's, like, you get to walk outside to your other classes, and, you know, you get to go off the campus to go to uh, lunch and whatnot. We were in a big solid brick building and that was all you got to see all day yeah that's pretty much what we had too i think it was around yeah i mean for lunch and recess you could go outside obviously but every time you'd pass in between classes or you know anything like that the cafeteria all that stuff was like obviously inside the building and then when i came here for high school we had like a quad that you could sit in and stuff and like the hallways were all like outside and like you could even like eat outside and stuff like that. It was super weird for sure. But I always wanted to go to a school that was in like a California setting because you'd see them in movies and TV and you're like, wow, that school looks crazy. It doesn't look anything like, you know what I'm dealing with. So I know what you mean for sure. It just started pouring. <clears throat> On where, today, right now? Yeah, right now it just started torrential downpour. That's good though, because we're in the midst of uh, the coveted fire season here in California and so this time of year is really, really dangerous for that. Like, I think I told you guys before we started recording, there was a live, or a red flag warning, I should say, uh, last mm-hmm. night over here in Santa Rosa area, just because they're worried about the lightning strikes. But then I heard it start to rain, and I was like, well, even if it strikes, like, at least it's damp out <laughs> now, so mm-hmm. I'm not not too worried about it. But I'll take Mother rain nature. any time of day. Yeah, Mother Nature coming in with that clutch play. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of did, right? Mother Nature fucked me over this weekend. We'll get to that here in a minute. But first, <laughs> I wanted to check in with you, Daryl, because you noted on the docket uh, that you're doing some home buying. So I wanted to kind of just check on that. Maybe you can fill us in. Yeah, so the, the market's been pretty crazy right now. But, you know, for home buying, it's it's absolutely, like, the best time to go and buy a home because the, the rates are pretty low. So that's what my wife and I have been doing for a couple weeks now. So we, we checked out quite a few places, you know, in the area and then some of the cities outside. So it's pretty stressful, man, to yeah. be honest. Because, um, yeah, man, like everybody's looking to buy a home right now. So you're basically competing with a lot of families right now. Seriously. Have you put in like an offer or anything or, or are you guys just in the looking stage kind of right now? We put in an offer this week. Uh, Congratulations. With the yeah, which is crazy because it still ended up getting denied. <laughs> what? Oof. Yeah, we put in an offer and we overbid by twenty thousand, and we still didn't get the house. Damn, dude! So, Someone was prices right in you, and they're like, "All right, what did they? What did they do? All right, we're going to add a thousand dollars onto that." You know, the realtors are yeah. talking behind the scenes. That's what's that going on. Yeah, so it's very competitive out here. So my wife and I were we're just. You know, we're keeping our, our heads focused on what we want, and we're just going to keep finding that home until we, you know, until it's right. Definitely. It's pretty cool. I remember looking with Stephanie earlier this year before everything happened with coronavirus. So 
yeah, we, we put it on hold for a bit, but I still think we're trying to look for something in the next, you know, six months to a year. Um, but yeah, the area we live is really expensive, and like you said, it's really competitive, so pretty difficult. But congrats again on putting in the offer, even though it got denied. <laughs> Hopefully you get, you know, something coming your way soon that's a good fit. Yeah, so we're uh, we're just waiting, and um, yeah, we're... I mean, there is another house that we're looking at that I really like, so hopefully we can put an offer in on that real soon. But yeah, we're we're just and plus it's a pretty stressful time too because you know with with things starting to ramp up out here. Yep. I really am not looking forward to moving during this busy time of the year. For sure. It's gonna be tough. So I'm I'm really stressed about a lot of things right now. <laughs> it's a lot going on, my man. It's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Eli, what about you? How you been doing, my friend? How are things in yeah, your neck of the woods? That's a stressful time of year, I guess. Yep. I'm trying to get my son unenrolled from school. Oh, okay. You don't need no no smart learning. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but it's a it's a mess right now with the whole uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen shenanigans, and they're basically like, oh, yeah, he's gonna look at an iPad for two hours. Good luck getting a four year old to sit cooperatively an iPad and listen to a teacher for like two hours and then they acted like they rolled out a curriculum for this online learning but it was like after the first little morning session it's like oh break time and then mm. for like an hour and then it's lunch time for an hour and then it's like gym for an hour and it's like or individual reading for a couple hours and then there's like one little class at the end of the day so it's like okay so just do what I've been doing yeah, and you guys are going to chime in in the morning and the afternoon. Like that doesn't help me at all. Yeah. So yeah, switching, switching up daycares right now and trying to, I got him enrolled in school, which was hard to do. And then, you know, going to all these parent meetings and stuff. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm backing out now. I got to unenroll too. So yeah, some, it's a, uh, the current state is just like, and like, all these people, all the parents on poster in disarray as well. Like I didn't know what the schedule was until like a week before school started or less. Mm. And my, my daycare is like, well, what's going on? What is Daisy's going to be here? It's like, I don't even know. I don't, I can't tell you. I have no idea what's going on. It's so frustrating. This is nuts. Yeah. I can only imagine how frustrating that would be. As, as you said too, work's getting really crazy this time of year for all of us. So just uh, stressors inside and outside the home. That's why we play video games folks because it helps <laughs> interesting yeah so i uh as some of you may know already for listening to this shout out to invisible banana i got bit by a spider um well let me let me back up for a bit i took off friday and monday of this week or monday of next week friday of this current week because i wanted to have a nice long weekend i was going to just play some games and relax and just enjoy myself before the busy time at work and of course thursday night into friday I got woken up in the middle of the night and my hand was super itchy and I was like, that's weird, like, whatever, I must have got bit by a mosquito or something and went back to bed and then all day on Friday, basically, it got progressively worse until my hand swelled up to, like, looking like a rubber glove that has air blown into it. Super puffy and so, yeah, I was like, well, I should probably talk to a doctor. I had to do an appointment yesterday virtually, just interesting experience and then go to the hospital and pick up meds. So. 
the long and short of it is I got bit by some spider that totally messed me up and I had a really bad allergic reaction and maybe got infected. So I haven't been able to use my hand, uh, my right hand specifically, which is tough for games, <laughs> um, really at all. Because like if you think about it with your left hand, at most you're doing the left trigger or bumper and then the left stick, right? But your right hand, you're doing that plus all the face buttons. So it's just a lot more like movement. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I haven't been able to play much the last couple days. And we're actually recording a day later than usual as well this week as a result of my injury. So it's been some some fun times over here. Yeah, it's like the one injury you can get that like doesn't allow you to play games. Yeah, pretty it's much. Like your hands. Yep. Yep. But you can hope that it's radioactive and possibly get some superpowers <laughs> out of it. That would be amazing, right? Like, if you wake up, I have a six-pack or something. Like, Sick. <laughs> a, a beer in the fridge? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's because you there's a the six-pack of beer to, in the like, fridge that I will never have beard. a six-pack on my stomach, you know? <laughs> That's the easiest way to get a six-pack. Yeah, just go buy one. No, no, to, yeah. <laughs> no hard work involved, no freaking sit-ups. You know, just get the uh, spider. That's how you get a six-pack. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on over here. It's good to catch up with you guys about what's been happening in your neck of the woods. But this is a PlayStation trophy-centric podcast. We're a ways into it right now, but I think it's good to kind of just touch base before we just jump into the, the run of the show. I personally don't appreciate that as much with with some podcasts where it's all business and no play. So we like to mix it up here at Trophy Talk, soundcloud.com slash Trophy Talk Podcast. So question for the episode. (laughs) Um, We usually start off with some sort of themed question to get us thinking, get the brain juices flowing. But there's obviously quite a bit of channels or websites that we can look into trophies and trophy guides and... Uh, discussions around specific games and trophies, but the two main ones that come to my mind, and you had noted them, Daryl, too, are PS5 trophies and power picks. So I wanted to start off by asking you guys, which of those two channels do you like watching the most when you're doing trophy hunts yourselves? Or do you watch them later? Do you not watch them while you're playing the game and you only do it when you're stuck? You know, what's, what's kind of your interaction with those two channels and which ones do you like the best? Personally, I like both. It, it just depends on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, P- PS5 trophies. I, I like the the commentary that he provides because it's just more personable that there's somebody out there who went through the trophy hunting experience and he's sharing his his thoughts and strategies on how to get some of these trophies. So, I definitely appreciate that. The the problem with power picks sometimes for me is that there's nobody behind the mic Mm. so like a lot of the footage that's recorded are parts of the games that you really had to have played through in order to know where the video is taking place because like if you jump right into a game or like watch the videos he makes you really have to know where in the game he's at compared to like ps5 trophies where he'll tell you oh it's in this chapter at this point of the game so the difference yeah that's kind of like where the difference is for me like i prefer ps5 trophies but like if i've already played through the game and i have a pretty good understanding of it on like like where certain parts of the game take place i don't mind watching power picks i actually watched power picks when i was doing like tomb raider okay the definitive edition because I've already played it maybe like twice already. So I watched Power Picks for like the collectible cleanup 
Um, so it, it was easy for me to kind of just tune in and then like know where these collectibles were, what part of the map he was on. So that that uh, was uh, where I like power picks. But if I had to choose between the two, I like PS5 trophies just because there's someone behind the video that's giving commentary. And that's what I like. Yeah. Very cool. Did you ever play Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the third one that came out in the new reboot series? No, I haven't played it. I haven't either. And it keeps going on sale, like, with almost every single one of the PlayStation sales. Uh, I don't know if it's currently ongoing, actually, with the summer one, so let me hold my tongue for a sec. But, yeah, I'd I'd be curious to play it as well, because I played the first two on Xbox and really enjoyed them. So, maybe it's something to to look out for. But, Eli, what about you? Which between the two channels do you prefer? Yeah, there, there is a, a good amount of them out there. I gotta say, I prefer the Nox Rider 13 guides, especially for Killing Floor 2. Yeah, I probably um, would. Check, everyone check those out. YouTube.com slash Nox Rider 13. But, uh, yeah, for me, it kind of depends. Um, they do do them differently. Um, you know, I wanted, I wanted to shout out that Harry94. He does a lot of the guides that Power Picks actually uses. Okay. Um, so, and, you know, I think they pull, it's like a conglomerate type deal but you know as daryl pointed out like ps5's guides typically have usually he usually does them himself and and commentates on them but it really depends on the game and where i'm at because they they do do them differently uh-huh. um you know like if how do i explain this like some of them go by like, if there's multiple collectibles in a game, like, this is what it was for, like, God of War for me. You know, there's, I think, PS5 trophies went through and did, like, them per chapter or as you go. And the Power Picks website was more like each collectible as a, like, uh, that set. So, like, when I got through and I needed, say, you only need Ravens, right? You can go watch the Ravens video and get all the Ravens done instead of watching every single video to find on the PlayStation 5 one to get to find out where they all are. So it's really a different, you know, that's kind of how I go about it. But if I had a pick from the main websites in general, I like the PlayStation profiles Hmm. uh, the best as far as the websites go. Just I think we kind of talked about that maybe last week, but uh, I'll reiterate it because why not? (laughs) Yeah, why not? They have the first of all their website's super sick to get like your own profile and you can um you get those mosaics and the cards and you know they give you stats and it's very interactive and then you know on top of the interactiveness when you're on the list you can click you know during the guide it shows you what trophies you'll earn and then you can click on it and it takes you right to that trophy like that is one of the most frustrating things on the other ones when there's like 60 trophies in a game and you're reading through the list. Oh, I can get these in this playthrough. Oh, where is that? Then you have to like scroll through the list to find it. It's like, oh, that's so infuriating. Like why why does everyone not have like a clickable link from the guide down to the list? Like I find that, you know, that part of it very, very useful. So I try to get with them, but they're not always the most uh, specific with like, you know, they don't always all have the best information. So I pretty much use them all. A conglomeration. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they they definitely all need that like feature though to link the trophies. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I, I agree. 
Yeah, I think between the two more video-centric channels, I probably prefer PS5 as well over PowerPix. I, I like a little more explanation than just sort of like no commentary. Here you go, I'm gonna look at this spot and you need to know where you're at and relative to your position in the mission and then figure out that the achievement or the uh, collectibles like right here. Whereas Brian at PS5 Trophies will kind of narrate like, okay, this is right after this section, um, clear out the area, turn left, do this. You know, it's just a little bit more spelled out. But I do agree in terms of comparing it to PSN profiles that, or other sites having the ability to just like narrow down and look specifically only at where the crows are for God of War, for example, rather than 10 videos that are all collectibles uh, on the PS5 trophies style video. But I think it depends on the game for that guy because there are some games that he will break out and do more granular trophy list guides for, and there's some games where he'll just do like one or two guides for it and he'll lump all the collectibles together. So what I kind of appreciate about the channel is it seems genuine in the sense that if it's a game he's really into, he'll do more work on it and spend more time on the videos. Where if it's a game that he isn't really even gonna play or isn't interested in, you might not find any videos of it, right? He's pretty selective about the games that he does videos and guides for. So I, I do like that aspect of it. Do you guys always use the guide, I guess is the other question. Have you guys ever done a, a full trophy list or hunt without looking at guides? I don't even know. I don't think uh, so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I have either. I mean, no, I was going to say Killing Floor, but I need a little help with the one of them. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird because, I don't know, I feel like maybe the oh, only yeah, one I would have done it is Assassin's Creed Origins, just because it was like, okay, well, I played through the game, I really liked it, and at the end I only had a few trophies left, so I maybe just went for those individually or maybe even something like spider-man which you can get the platinum pretty organically without ever needing to look up specifically what you need to do you just need to 100 percent the map you know so yeah, did we really need to do that for control we didn't really need a guide um not really i think i did use one at the end though when trying to find to basically get extra points to level up like enough oh, to get right. that, that yeah. one because there's secret areas in the game and I guess mm -hmm. through my natural play, I only found maybe two or three of them. So I had to look up where a bunch were. But Yeah, I almost did say Bloodborne too, but there's just like these little tiny things. Like I did need to find where the umbilical cords were. Yeah. Whether it was a guide or not, I still quote unquote cheated. I know, it's weird. Do you guys feel like when you use guides too much that detracts from like how good you feel about having got the platinum? Or is it just part of the experience now? Uh, I don't think it detracts. Um, it is... A little bit because you still I mean you still have to do the work right and you know they're they're really you know you have to make that decision of like yeah I can walk around this map for who who knows how long right and find all these collectibles or I can just get them like that's not like hard I don't think it's just like tedious and and why right you know so like usually I don't like you still have to beat the boss uh, maybe not looking at guides for bosses makes it feel better, but like, because the collectible is the one that kind of always comes up, where it's like, oh, I almost did this whole game without it, but I use a collectible guide, you know? Yeah. So. I would that, agree. That's it for me. Yeah, I would agree. It's usually the collectibles that make me look up something. You know, story-based trophies, obviously, you don't need to see a guide for. I do, from time to time, check out that website, uh, How Long to Beat, though, and just kind mm -hmm. of compare 
how far, how many hours I've put into a game to what the site says is needed total, so I can get a gauge of like how far into the game I am. Sure, that site's sick. Yeah, I do like that as well. What do you think, Daryl? Anything to add on on those two ideas? Uh, personally, I uh, it depends on the game that I'm playing when it when it comes to the collectibles because I do like the games where, you know, let's say like Assassin's Creed, like if you. Per- purchase like a map of the area or you know you went up like one of the towers to like kind of like survey the land and it kind of opened up another part of the map and then it will kind of like reveal like you know a bunch of quests you can do collectibles so i like that where the collectibles are kind of revealed to you you don't have to like go to a guide and watch where to pick up the collectibles but like let's say a game like killing floor like Unless you like kind of have a really good understanding of where those collectibles are and like the areas to look, I mean Eli, you could probably correct me on this, but it's like that sounds like a game you would need to to look up a guide for. Uh, compared to like some of these other games like Assassin's Creed or Division's a good example too. Yeah, yeah, you must you must go look up the guide on my channel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah, check it out. It's on Narshore 13. <laughs> yeah, youtube.com slash Narshore 13. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Yeah, it depends on the game. But collectibles are like so low on my priority that if I happen to pick it up during my run, it's okay. But I know for a fact when I'm playing a game, collectibles are something that I'm always going to look at a guide for. Yeah. Just because, you know having to go out of my way to pick up some of these things and then you know a lot of the times they have like some backstory to them that i never check out or read so it's like i really don't care i mean i want to but it's like it kind of takes away from me playing the game and it's like that's not what i want to do i feel bad like not reading up on some of these infos uh, on the collectibles or reading some of the audio logs but yeah, I'm not a big fan of collectibles, especially when there's so many of them. Sure. Yeah, it's actually even just turned me off from games entirely before if there's too many of them. Um, I know Days Gone is pretty intense on the collectibles. I've yet to start that game, and that's like part of the reason why. <laughs> but um, yeah, there needs to be a good balance. I think, in my opinion, I like the idea of doing the trophy for finding all the collectibles of a certain type. But I also kind of don't, and it would be fine with it just being like, okay, you found 75% of them. That's good enough, you know? Because that would really open up your ability to do it naturally without a guide, I think. And also, if you do want to get that full experience of of 100% in the game and getting the extra story nuggets, you will potentially use a guide or will search out those remaining, you know, 25 notebook pages or whatever it is. So I'm kind of split on my opinion on it. Yeah, I like how you pointed out that like percentage part of it. Near near did that. You had to do eighty percent of most things, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know making it more natural like that. Like control did it kind of, kind of the same way. You had to get a certain amount, which was a very small percentage of what was in the game. So if they just load the game full of them and then make you get a certain amount, or yeah. you know like Daryl mentioned, when they open up to you, like Doom, you mentioned that yep. that you know you can play through it and get upgrades so they're all revealed like that's pretty sick i might try to do doom without a guide and do it that way yeah i do really like that about the assassin's creed franchise in particular and i think far cry is kind of the same way like you can 
buy a map from the local vendors at each of the towns to get the items to appear on your map. So you have to in invest some currency in that instead of in ammo or upgrades. Um, so it's a bit different where Assassin's Creed is like, just scale the point and you get access to where these things are at. But Ubisoft games in general will be a little more liberal with showing you those things rather than have you look them up. So it's pretty cool. Except, except for Honor. Except for For Honor, yeah. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> that was a pretty low percentage uh, trophy. Yeah, I don't remember specifically, but it was less than a percent or close to a percent for finding those. Mm -hmm. Really, really low. It was lower than beating it on hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Did you guys get a chance to check out the PS State of Play that happened pretty recently? Yeah. Yeah? Check a little bit out. Eli, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched most of it. Got the gist. You know? Got the gist of it. So what are, what are the thoughts here? What are we thinking of? Potentially, this will be the last day to play with PS4 as the primary console. I could be wrong there. They might do something again in October, but it might be the last one we get. Yeah, I like that Godfall, of course, still. Interesting, uh, yeah. Showing a little more of that, of that gameplay. And then that Aeon, Aeon Must Die looked pretty sick. That kind of looked right up my alley. Oh, that was like the uh, anime-inspired fighting game-looking thing, right? Yeah. It's kind of hard to describe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I would look that, up, that one up, too. It's pretty sweet. Aeon's also a metal band, so it was like maybe it like clicked internally. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize. Daryl, what did you take away from it? Anything that caught your eye? Anything you're like, oh, I'm going to get that game for show? Crash Bandicoot 4. Yes. That's my man. Tell me more. Yeah, I um, when I got my PlayStation 1, Crash Bandicoot was one of the games that I first played. And I liked it a lot when I played it. It's definitely hard, so I'm sure that's going to be around on this game as well. Mm -hmm. Very challenging, I'm pretty sure of. But I I'm glad to see this game coming back because I, I would definitely pick this game up. It looked like it had like some new features with it, like being able to give your character like Crash or Coco like different skins. So I thought that was pretty cool. I haven't played like a Crash game in so long, and to kind of see that as like an Easter egg on Uncharted Four, I was like so excited about it. So I, I tried to play it on there, and it kind of just brought some nostalgia back, you yeah, know, from my earlier days of playing that game. But super dope about that. Uh, there was another one. Yeah. Oh, the, the pedestrian. That one looked really good. <laughs> That's the one with like, like the little. I don't know how to describe it. It's like the man and woman symbols from like the restrooms, like walking through puzzles and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it looked pretty cool. Like, I'm not like this is a puzzle game, and I'm not a big fan of puzzles, but just the idea and uniqueness of this game. What, would definitely like kind of get me to get this game because mm -hmm. it, it was pretty cool how it was presented like it had like these different chalkboards displayed around the map and i guess you can like move them around to kind of get your character to move from one platform or one from one chalkboard to the other and i saw one where it was like it was like in the city i, I believe and there was like one above like a, like a pothole and then, like, you had to get to one that was so far in the distance, it was, like, over by the crosswalk. So, like, the guy was able to get through the exit over by the pothole, and then it kind of, like, warped, warped him over to, like, the crosswalk. 
chalkboard so it was pretty cool i like the idea of it yeah it is cool and it it reminded me of harry potter because i was a big nerd of harry potter when i was growing up read yep. all the books watched all the movies yep and you know harry potter how like the paintings on the wall they were like kind of like move around to like the other paintings so oh yeah 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 it, it it was reminiscent of that and that that's kind of like what like got me to like the game and hopefully purchase it yeah it's an interesting point i didn't think about it like that but it totally is a little reminiscent of those um yeah you yeah. guys know there's a there's a crash insane trilogy that you can play right now right well i played that yeah it, i was, I was gonna ask daryl if he had given it a, a thought but i've seen it on sale on the store but um yeah i'm not that not sure if i want to buy it or not because like i said it's i've been pretty pretty good about not buying any new games i don't count ghost of tsushima as one <laughs> that was it was a surprise gift so yeah gifts, pretty good gifts for not sure buying any game. yeah yeah it, i agree it seems we'll like see. the time to not do it you know there, there are things that i'll add to my cart and i did get doom eternal when it was on sale um, but like it was half off and I don't know. I just, I'm kind of weary of buying too many more things for PS4. Cause again, we're so close to PS5 coming out. It doesn't really seem like the right time. Mm-hmm. I'm just but, waiting for a freaking sale. They're on freaking shite right now, dude. What's up with the that? summer sale? All the sale. They had that big summer sale and then, then they like screwed up the, the, the transfer of the sales and had them both on the store and one didn't like update. So all the games were on there and they weren't on sale. Oh and yeah, I know what you're, yeah. What did yeah, they, yeah. what did they add? What did they change? Who the hell knows? I'm not looking through 25 pages of, of games again. Just tell me what's new. Yeah. I wish and there was a page it's been for the that. same sale for like the, a month now. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> they got me, they've got me, uh, they, they made me set expectations of these, uh, you know, consistent sales and uh, let me down the past month, you know? I get you. I get you. I, I agree because I saw the banner on, you know, first of all, I fucking hate when you turn on your PlayStation and they've added something to your home screen. Like, the, so they add the icon for the sale and I just deleted yeah. it right away. I was like, bitch, I know there's a sale going on. Get out of my face with this, okay? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. That'd be an interesting topic sometime because my home screen is super dumbed down and curated. Like, I have nothing on it except for, like, one or two folders of games. And then all the other, like, you know, YouTube, Netflix, whatever, those are all in a, a separate folder as well. So I like to keep it really minimal. Um, so I hate that they added the banner, first of all. And then when I finally went and checked on it on the mobile app, you know, like you said, Eli, there's no delineation of like, oh, these 15 games were the ones that we added, right? It's just like, here's the sale again, look through it. I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna look through 15 pages to figure it out. But I do think that Doom Eternal was one that they added. I'm pretty sure because I, I didn't notice it the first go round. Or maybe it was just that when I saw it this time, I had just finished Doom 2016. So I was like more receptive to getting it when I saw it on sale. I'm not sure, but either way, um, they need to step up their game a bit. And I'm sure they're gonna do a blowout when it comes closer to the end of the console, like maybe in, I don't know, like October, there's gonna be a horror game sale, there always is. There's probably gonna be one, you know, at the start of fall as well with like around November, close to when the console comes out. So I think we'll be in store, or we'll, we'll have some good things in store, excuse me. Um, yeah, I agree with Daryl though. What's, what's up? Unintended. Unintended in store for us 
Ah, it was unintended. You gotta remember I'm on medication here, so some of that stuff is gonna slip is gonna slip by me. It's like my brain is trying to make funny little jokes and I don't even realize it consciously, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do agree with Daryl in terms of the state of play, just to come back to that really quickly. I thought that Crash War was probably the best showing. If you're someone who's interested in VR, being able to play Hitman in VR is pretty cool sounding, I will say. And there was one other game for PS5 that was like the bow and arrow usage. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about here? It was like very... Catholic? Catholic? You say Catholic? I doubt it. Pathless. Oh, Pathless, yeah. Definitely not Catholic. Journey with a bow and arrow? Yes, that looked appealing to me garbage man i don't know well yeah now again <laughs> i don't know if i would what? i don't know if i'd pay 60 dollars for that i don't think it would be 60 dollars or 70 dollars on ps5 but i like the concept of your movement being tied to shooting those crystals so i don't know if you guys realize that it's like there was a meter that went down and you had to shoot those little crystals around the map to refill it so you can continue moving so it's like a constant exercise of like you know, how far can I go before I need to like find one of these things or like, do I want to push it and try to get across this? I don't know. It was a a neat idea. I feel like the combat looked pretty bad and the puzzle solving looked pretty bad. So again, I don't know if I'll get it, but. It went way in depth into that mechanic. Like we don't play games. Yeah. We're watching this, we play games. We know, okay. I see those orbs and that chick had a bow on her back. Like I already put it together. Yep, and I and saw them. You just had like a ten-minute display on how that worked. So. Yep. Thank you for that. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's about it. I think Crash Four comes out on October second, Daryl. It's somewhere in that range. Um, I think so. Towards the end of the year. Okay. Yeah, I mean that might be. If you end up getting it, you know, same for me. It might be the last thing I get for PS4. I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys thought of that one game, Hood, Outlaws and Legends. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly I didn't think very much of it if I kind of forgot it even was shown. (laughs) It seemed pretty generic to me, honestly. I was like, really? Another fucking hero-based, like, I don't know. I would have, it seems like a multiplayer-centric three-on-three, four-on-four, kind of like For Honor-style game to me, and I think I'd rather just have seen it as a single-player game. So it didn't really interest me very much, but I know it, it, a lot of people were excited about it. As soon as I thought, saw that, I thought of that like as a potential Saturday night game for us. Mm. Well, for multi, for multiplayer, sure. I just don't know how like into playing it solo I would be. Yeah, I'm curious to see more footage on this game because I'm, I'm a little on the fence about it. it. It does look a little mediocre to me just because of the... Uh, the style of play, but um, the multiplayer looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I just have to see a little bit more. I was just curious to see what you guys might have liked or disliked about it. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, again, we don't know much. It seems class-based, and it seems like if they took the idea of Rainbow Six Siege and turned it into medieval, that's like, that's kind of the vibe I get from it. When um, those aren't really my type of game, so it's nothing inherently that i have against this studio or this game it's just i typically am not very uh good at those <laughs> so eli anything for you on that game that wet your whistle at all no no okay <laughs> fair enough you know what i want to know about is that game skull and crossbones that got announced fucking years ago at this point i'd say Ten year, yeah what the fuck? yeah it's that ubisoft game that's like you're a 
a ship captain. I, I wonder if they canceled it based on how Sea of Thieves did. I don't know. It's just speculation at this point, but we've heard nothing about it. I feel like that'd be a really fun, interesting new style of multiplayer game where it's really just ship to ship combat and it's like with squads. That could be pretty cool. So hopefully we hear more about that soon. Will you guys be going back into control with the new DLC that's coming out? I will not. Nah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those where I, I liked the game quite a bit, uh, but I haven't really thought of going back to it since. So. No, and they missed the boat for sure. Yeah, it's a bit late. It's a bit late. They're going to release, I heard, like an ultimate edition of the game, which they always do. And if you buy it on PS4, you get the free upgrade for PS5. And so it's tempting in that sense, but I don't know. It's one of those games that I'm really glad I experienced, but I don't think would have the same sort of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It wouldn't really stick with you the same way. It wouldn't really have the same impact if you played through it a second time. No. Uh, speaking of which, though, um, and minimal impact, I have been playing very little <laughs> due to my spider bite the last couple days. But previous to that, uh, I did actually finally go ahead and finish Doom 2016 and got the platinum yep. in that game. So I was pretty happy with that. And like you alluded to earlier, Eli, I did not use a guide for any of the collectibles, which was pimp. <laughs> Just pimp. Yeah. Sorry, that segue was on point. You got me. Oh. Mind boggle a little bit. Mind boggle, dude. You got. I got that you. Good. Yeah. Well, it's not good anymore because now we called <laughs> it out. But in the future, you know, now we'll know. Yeah. I, I recognize. <laughs> I really like Doom 2016. That's my takeaway from that game. Is it's probably the most aggressive shooter I've ever played. It really rewards the player for not sitting back and hiding. In fact, you really can't succeed in that game if you try to play it like a traditional shooter. So for, for your perspective, Eli, like if you're going to go through and do Ghosts or a Call of Duty game on Veteran as one of your newer games you're going to play, then switching over to Doom after that is going to be an interesting adjustment because the one style really promotes, like, I need to know exactly where this enemy is, hide behind this thing, pop up, headshot go back and hide. And if you do that in Doom, you're going to die in like 30 seconds, you know? So it's it's really interesting. I haven't played a whole lot of shooters like it before, and there's just enough upgrades in the game in terms of what you can upgrade your suit with and how you can like change your guns and power them up that it feels achievable. It's, it's never so daunting of a task that I was turned off from looking for the upgrades. You know, it's like, oh, and I really want to get this upgrade for the shotgun because there's only two of them and the upgrades are meaningful. You know, it changes. One of the, my favorite ones, double barrel shotgun, you can get an upgrade for it that makes you able to fire four bullets before you have to reload. So you can double tap a double barrel shotgun, which is just insane because you just do so much damage to things. And, you know, stuff like that. You can turn your machine gun into a mini rocket launcher and it shoots like 15 rockets out at a time. And these are upgrades that you can miss if you don't find the, the weapon upgrade box. So it, the game really incentivizes you hunting these things out, scouring the map, you know, like looking for everything. And the map that it gives you is really solid. And when you have that upgrade that we talked about, it points out the secrets for you and where the items are. It doesn't tell you how to get to them necessarily. Sometimes there's really weird abstract platforming you have to do or... You know, you might have to blow open a certain passageway or something like that. I won't spoil too much, but by and large, 
you know, you have an idea that there's something there. And so you need to say, okay, can I get to it from where I'm at? Or do I need to remember this is here and there's going to be a shortcut later, you know? Um, yeah, really, really great game. I don't know if either of you have played it at all. I know, well, actually, no, you did the multiplayer, right, Eli? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, um, between that and Doom 64, I think that franchise kind of jumped up in my mind to probably one of my top five or six franchises. So I've been really enjoying my time with those. Could not recommend it enough. You guys have anything you want to ask about it in terms of the, the trophy lists or anything like that? It's pretty straightforward. It's kind of just complete everything, you know. Do, oh, I will say there's a trophy for beating the first level on the hardest difficulty. And the first level is not too bad, thankfully, but it's permadeath, right, on the hardest difficulty. So you can get to the last two enemies of the level and die and you'll have to redo the entire thing. So it probably took me four or five tries to do. I think it was four because I was watching your stream, Eli, and I was talking to you while I was doing it. But uh, that was pretty cool, a nice little challenge at the end. And the game, I will say the one negative thing I have about it is the snap map trophies. There's only three of them. And relative to the rest of the trophies in the game, it's pretty minor, but I just don't care for forge modes and like map building and stuff like that. And the tool set is really complicated and in depth for Doom 2016. And you have to do a tutorial where you learn that entire tool set basically. So by the end of it, I was like, I don't care. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> like, th those were the three trophies that felt like a bit of a slog. The, the three multiplayer trophies are relatively simple. I think you just need to, what, reach level five, play a few games, and win a few games. It's like something pretty simple like that. Mm -hmm. I'll take a look at it now. Yeah, those snap maps were like, I mean, it's a little more in depth than like the Halo Forge, just because you like, you're like building a level to go through. So you have to like plan uh you have to like program ai and where they're going and put in if when statements and yep. you know it's like ridiculous like if you're an aspiring I mean, it's pretty game cool. level maker yeah it's then, like here yeah program your own game but uh yeah it's for uh for an average gamer it's, it's a lot yeah i don't mind the trophy that would have been tied to like play a few of other people's published snap maps but having to go through the the tutorials yourself and then publish one yourself was a bit of a slog. Um, just to follow up on the multiplayer, yeah, all you have to do is win a match and reach level five. So really simple. I think if you're turned off by multiplayer trophies and you see that Doom 2016 has some, don't be too discouraged because even with a small player base, both of those are gonna be pretty easy to get. Forget about it. Forget about it, son. Forget about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on Doom 2016 so far. I did also play on uh, Ultraviolence difficulty, except for one boss. I had to lower it down because I was getting frustrated. But pretty happy with myself. You know, all collectibles, hard difficulty, no guide. That's how you do it, man. You had the upgrade for that, right? Because you played through it once? I did not because you didn't? Uh, in an effort of stu <laughs> stupidity, I at some point, I don't remember doing it, I at some point deleted my save file for the game. So like I deleted the game and normally like the save data is still there. So if you reinstall it, you can just keep going where you left mm -hmm. off. But I deleted that save data as well. So I had to start completely over with no upgrades and nothing unlocked. So you played it twice or you did, you found the secrets without the map or a guide? So the first two levels of the game- Completely organic. Yeah, the first two levels of the game, um, you don't have 
the upgrade that you need to like find all the secrets automatically. But there is a, an item you can download in each level. It's called an auto map. And when you find it, it shows everything on the map for that level for you. So until I had enough upgrade points to, to make that just appear automatically, I just made sure to find the auto map and then I would search for uh, secrets after that. Uh, and plus I did play through the game once before, like back in 2016. So I kind of remembered where a few things were, but by and large, I'd completely forgotten. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. But what about you guys though? Let's see, uh, uh, Daryl, you haven't said too much on Doom. What do you think? Fan, no fan? Uh, no fan at the moment. No fan, okay. okay. I've played a lot of first person shooter games and none of them are like Doom. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little worrisome of what I'm going to expect from what you have just said, if I ever play that game. Cause I'm a little bit more methodical when it comes to playing first person shooter games. Like I will take my time and it does not sound like that method will work in Doom. Correct. So I'm a little worried, but uh, from what I've seen on the gameplay and the games, it, it looks pretty dope. I would definitely play it. But I would just have to go in with a different mindset if I ever do play those games. Yeah, for sure. It's like that sounds right up my alley. I don't think about shit. I go in Preston Square, you know. Yeah, as long as you just go in and kill some demons, dude, you're fine. That's Doom's all about that. You just want to run at them and rip them apart, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, just go do that. It's, there's a weird like health mechanic in the game where you get low on health and you can stagger enemies and when you go up and do an execution on them which is like a really uh, graphic melee kill they drop health whereas if you kill them normally they don't drop health so it's a sort of a dance between like okay like i need to close the distance and go in for an execute on this guy but there's these 10 other demons in the way but i need to kill them because i need health and there's no health in the arena so it's it's a fun little Fun little jig that you get going. It's more like the, the tango than the waltz. For sure, more like the tango. Yeah, the demons have to be consensual. <laughs> you know what I mean? It takes two exactly. to tango. It takes two to tango. So the demons have got to be like, I want a tango, dude. Like, let's fucking go. And you're like, cool, because I'm all about the tango. And then you hop in there. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Daryl, what have you been playing? Just been playing like the same games I've been playing been playing battlefield one i did have an upsetting experience with this boosting session that i joined on psn profiles with battlefield one the session that was created i guess the guy was from the uk so we were on different time zones but we had a full party i think at least 20 or 30 people who were willing to help out with the boosting trophies for battlefield one so I joined that, and then like on the day of that we were supposed to start boosting, he changes the boosting date to like another day during the week. So what a loser. I was pretty upset about it. <laughs> that yeah, no, oh man, this, that's a bad habit to get into changing mm -hmm. things last minute. But he changed it to uh, a day of the week. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. So I was a little upset, but you know I was still willing to adjust my time schedule and then like you know while i was at work you know i kept getting these emails that the guy kept changing the date and the time so i was like what the hell's going on and then i get an email while i'm at work on wednesday i believe and it said boosting session has started i was like no way wait what? i'm at work what the hell 
Yeah, I don't know what what the hell. Maybe it was like accommodating somebody, or maybe his schedule wasn't working out. But his boosting session took place while I was at work, so I completely missed out on it. And I was like so pissed off, man. I was like, dude, first off, he changed it on the day it was supposed to happen, which is like the weekend, which is like a day that anybody could probably get in on. But like during the work week, like, nah, forget about it. It's going to be hard. Forget about it. For people. Yeah. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, invite was... all those people and make your own session. I did start a, a boosting session. Uh, I don't think I got any hits, though, because probably everybody that was in the previous session probably got all the trophies they needed. So they're probably forget about it. Yeah, if I had to forget about it. <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm left on my own trying to scrounge up some some uh, some people who still try and get the trophies. That might be a tough task, though. Yeah. Can you make but... like custom game lobbies? And I guess you need you still need like at least ten people. Yeah. Yeah, I would still need the people. <sighs> Man. But you know, just to have something organized will help out because it's kind of hard to. To get people together if they don't know that there's a boosting session taking place sure yeah so I, I played a little bit of that i dabbled just a little bit with ghost of tsushima mm-hmm. yeah I, I played a little bit i couldn't really get into it just because i'm playing some other games right now it, it's not the game itself it's just um a little bit more focused on some of the other games i'm playing yeah you're just trying to clean up but, some of the other lists i get you yeah I played a little bit. I will say that the game is absolutely gorgeous. The game looks really good. And like, you're on the base PS4, to... right? Yeah. Okay. On the base PS4. Cool. Didn't sound like it was overloading my PlayStation 4. It sounded like it was working just fine. Oh, nice. But yeah, the game is pretty dope looking. I really did like the the time and effort put behind the visuals of this game. Uh, there was like a section in the game where you're uh, you're training to become a samurai and one of the guys is kind of like having a combat tutorial with you and it's taking place on like these classic Japanese scenes where it's like it's by the lake you know it's fall so like all these leaves are on the floor it was lush too it's like red leaves all over the floor it was like insane looking and like I didn't really care for the tutorial because all I was doing the whole time was just running around trying to like look at the map and see how <laughs> detailed and, and awesome looking it was. You know, the whole time I, the, the guy that was training me was like chasing me. He's like, "What the hell are you doing, running away from me?" That's <laughs> right. Get like, away! Oh, I'm checking out the environment. This combat tutorial can wait later, man. Yeah, it'll like auto fail you too because you didn't do it fast enough. Love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty nice. That's cool. From what I I've seen, but I, I played a little bit, popped a couple trophies. Of course, I'm doing it on the hardest difficulty. And which this is one, what for that game? Lethal. Lethal. Okay. Which is a pretty dope uh, difficulty name, if I may say. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, but I have been spending a lot of time trophy hunting for Friday the Thirteenth. And pretty dope that we're on episode 13th, and mm-hmm. I am playing Friday the 13th, so. Absolutely. Boom. Boom. Hella nice. <laughs> so have you been playing Pop mostly up. as Jason still? Are you trying to get that knocked out first? Yeah, I think I've been playing a good amount of both the counselors and Jason. 
luckily the game is working again so i've been playing a whole lot of that just in case the game decides to take a crap again i did pop a few trophies i popped one last night where you play as tommy Jar jarvis 13 times pretty nice. dope that the trophy title is here's tommy which is um a reference to the shining for oh, jack yeah. nicholson yeah yeah where he, he said here's johnny so here's i love it when johnny. trophies do that or they're like references to other media you know other forms of entertainment so that's pretty cool and i think this trophy list taking a double look at it is loaded with references to other like forms of entertainment like uh there is one where you gotta hit jason a hundred times with the baseball bat they call that smash bros <laughs> you know yeah i'm assuming that's uh referencing like the smash uh, super smash brothers game or whatever it's called i don't really dive a whole lot into nintendo but uh this is my boomstick you know if you guys are fans of the evil dead franchise you know ash that first movie is so weird I gotta, sorry yeah, to interrupt you there, but I watched it recently with Steph, and it was like, holy shit, this thing is creepy, man. Yeah, it is pretty creepy. It's so gory, too. Yeah, it's so over the top, and like the whole thing is filmed in like one small cabin, basically like three different rooms, you know? Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. So. Definitely uh, having a good time with this game. I'm not looking to rush with this game, just because I know it's going to take a lot of time, but I know eventually, you know, I'll start popping more of the other time-consuming trophies but yeah that's all i've been playing that's awesome it's awesome good to make progress on those they're both kind of grindy so you know it is what it is it's not going to be super fast but hopefully uh, it comes together for you yeah it's a work in progress but uh, at least i'm having fun with the game and that's what matters we did really quickly as well, just to call out Invisible Banana again. Um, he did Platinum Ghost of Tsushima. So I know he's got some things that he wanted to talk to us about, you know, saying about the game. But we're going to save that for a later episode once Daryl has had time to play more of it and has more to say. So just a quick shout out there. We will talk more about Ghost of Tsushima in the future. Eli, what about you, man? What's going on uh, with you? I, I, I Platinum Battlefield 1. Woo! I finished my first first-person shooter campaign. Hell yeah! Feels nice. good. Uh, yeah. Again, I think I talked about it last time. How the list, I really liked it. Structured great. Uh, made me try things I would have never tried, like planes and tanks and uh, stealth. Yep. So, yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty fun. And uh, so then I, I fired up that anger force, which we kind of talked about. Last week as well, uh, I got called out on it because I, I started it up. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to be hard. Uh, I was like, oh, this is harder than I thought because, like, you start, like, pace level and then you start getting, like, upgrades. And I was like, oh, man, this is seeming way easier now. This is going to be a breeze. And then pff, right back at it, dude. I'm getting <laughs> trashed on again. Like, I'm, st I'm starting to lose my mind. I, like the full clear trophies are just insane because so what do you have to do you have to kill every for, enemy in a stage yes and so the way the stages work is there's so there's noob normal and ex veteran keep calling it expert noob normal and veteran and so noob has three levels normal has five and veteran has seven levels 
and so to get the full clear trophies you have to do it in campaign and to get there's no like level select so to get to level three in noob you have to beat one and two uh luckily they only make you get full clear on noob and normal but you got to do all the stages okay. and so i was kicking ass and taking names one night and i think i did uh full cleared three and four in normal in one run and then missed one freaking enemy on five so now i've been trying to go back and do that but i have to play four levels before it it's so frustrating oh you can't just level select into level five and do it that's pretty no oh man it's so lame Mm. and then on the act on the veteran difficulty you can if you end up dying you can spend some of your upgrade points to come back actually not some a lot fucking boatload uh of points to come back but on the final level in veteran there is none of that jeez so i gotta beat six levels get halfway through seven to practice it and then die and then play through six more levels it's so yeah that's a lot annoying that is a lot there is i think there's a practice mode i could go in and like practice it but i mean i don't know i don't know what's really worth my it seems like a waste of time really but yeah like you'd rather just practice on the level itself yeah and then when i do it like yay but i don't know i don't know where it's going but it's been a lot tougher than uh i anticipated um it's not terrible i guess if you're like i'm not really a shmup guy so that's you know another part of the problem and there are definitely some like different mechanics and strategies in it than just shooting you know you have like a special upgrade uh and things didn't translate very well it doesn't seem like so some of the upgrades are confusing because they don't read properly sure and then they don't tell you much either but i finally figured out if you use your special ability and then you do damage that goes towards your bombs which your bombs are like kind of like full clears if you have like Okay, a little bit of like experience in a shmup, you kind of understand that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on getting through those, and then I'll have another YouTube video, I think, for getting the last trophy I'm going to leave is getting the two and a half million points on a single stage. And so I'm going to do that and the co-op trophy together and make a YouTube probably review type deal on that, as I did with Battlefield, which you can check out on the youtube it is 13th episode and it's uh narshrader 13 it's my number it's my jam <laughs> uh you know how did you feel about veteran or hard on battlefield before we get too far away from it what did you, uh, what did you too, think not too bad the the tank level was unfair as you kind of mentioned in your halo videos like they don't seem to balance vehicles right properly in a lot of games where it was just like I got hit twice and it was over. And those, so there's that part where you're going through the city and this, the two, the two big bad guys, the final tank mission bosses come in and they like, ping, ping. Like, <laughs> like somehow they, they like synced up and they both hit me and I'm dead. Like the sooner I, I roll around the corner, it was like ridiculous. Yep. Can't do anything uh, about it. Yeah. So, uh, those were actually the struggling the missions i struggled most with are ones i've made the youtube videos on so if you're interested in watching me struggle and learn a thing or two about the hard difficulty that's up there but yeah the the stealth was also one that was ridiculous i kind of mentioned that last time 
uh, where they were like seeing me all the way across the city. Yeah. I think, yeah, in one of the videos, I'm like, uh, the desert, the last mission, I like sniped this guy, like that's pretty close to me, relatively close to me. I didn't really need to snipe him, but I had a silencer on that, so, so I you used did that. Yep. And then some dude all the way across the desert inside a building starts like flashing like oh i heard i heard something mm -hmm. it's like no you didn't guy yeah no, you didn't you're like all over there in the building probably eating lunch or listening to music you didn't hear that like no way the stealth on expert was too much i mean it was hard even on normal i feel like nah for the stuff not not hard but for the stealth at least like i that section where you're in the french countryside and you have to like put your tank back together and i think it's in the first chapter yeah, like I would, I would kill people there, and the the thing that I would forget about is like the patrols would come back and just find the dead body. Because I freaking mm. hate in games when they make you move a body after you've like killed someone. It's just like, dude, like come on, so lazy. Like you, he's gone, right? He's we're playing a video game here. Can we just like agree <laughs> on that? Like I don't need to move this body and hide it in a hay barrel. You know, I remember that about playing uh, Splinter Cell back on the Xbox 360 where. You had to get ghost rating on all those missions for achievements, and this is uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist in particular. And that was something that would always come back and bite me in the ass. It's like, man, I like took everybody out, but the one guy who was in the crapper at the start of the level decided to come out and walk around, and he saw three people dead. So I'm just like, now nah, I'm done. It's like, god damn it. <laughs> so it's frustrating. So realistic. It's realistic for sure. The other thing I thought of when you said that was like, the silencing technology probably wasn't as great back during World War One, so maybe the game would argue like, yeah, you shot him with a silenced sniper, which was like oh, kind okay. of silent, but not like fully silent. You know, it's like, oh, okay. oh my God, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, well then, uh, then don't make it so quiet on the game. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And who knows, who knows? Maybe they, maybe they aren't saying that. The developers aren't telling people, you that, but. People were really running around with freaking shovels and maces with nails sticking out of them <laughs> hey maybe i don't know so who are you going to do your co-op uh shmup experience with is that going to be with zayden or uh probably myself okay you're gonna control both <laughs> okay. controllers well yeah so like i'm planning on what? you know i like to plan my platinums and uh i'm going to like battlefield i captured the platinum so i'm gonna do the same here so i can have it planned out so when i get my 25 million i'm gonna be, i'm gonna be trying for it and i'm gonna be recording and and then so after I get that, I'll probably I'll be doing like a kind of review thing and then sitting here to do the co-op trophy at the same time. I see. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So. Well, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't at least touch on Fall Guys, right? We played that together with some listeners um, last Saturday. It's last Saturday at this point. Time is a flat circle for me with these antihistamines that the doctors got me on. So yeah, last Saturday we played. I thought it was fucking awesome. And I've I've since gone and played quite a bit of Fall Guys. It's one of the free games this month on PlayStation. Alongside, of course, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered, which I just paid for not even six months ago. So that's <laughs> that makes me pretty happy. You sure <laughs> did play a, play a, a little bit on your own. Yeah, I did. I'm level 20 now. Played a lot now. of it. Played a lot of it. I probably <laughs> put in like an extra like 10 hours after we played together. So it's pretty it's much like the only thing game. I was playing all week. Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, I think as far as like free multiplayer only games, the trophy list is, while incredibly difficult, also pretty reasonable. 
if that makes sense. Like, I think there's only the one trophy on there, which is infallible, which is to win, I believe, five in a row, five first place in a row. That one it's is going to take at all. that one is going to take some time. Um, I actually, after having gotten better the other day, this is pre Spider. You know, I played probably like <laughs> six games and I got first place in three of them. So almost would have gotten it. I like kept winning one and then like losing and then winning one and losing and then winning one. I was like, God damn it! Yeah, but, the chances to get five in a row that is mm-hmm. that's that's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, infallible. Not only do you have to get five in a row, I mean, that's for sure the hardest trophy. It's at a 0.1% completion, and the platinum is, platinum is at 0.1% as well. So, yeah, pretty insane. But not only that, you do just, in the, re- the course of regular play, need to win 20 times non-sequentially, and you also need to get 20 first places in a race minigame. So the game asks quite a bit of you in terms of being... You have to be really good, basically. And, yeah. and I you thought have that to was play funny. When we were looking at the list, we're like, oh, this looks, listen, that's not too bad. Let's try it. No, nope. Yep. When we hopped in and learned that actually what those, what winning means, like, I think we we're just like looking at them, racing around. We're like, oh, we could probably, whatever, we can win five. Yeah, I can win five of these. these are like, fucking... No, we didn't know you had to win like four to five mini games before you got to actually win. Right. And then win the, in the finals, which some of those mini games are incredibly difficult. The one with yeah. the tail in particular, I fucking despise. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Daryl? Did you like the game? Have you played any more of it since? I played a little bit after we played. I think it's fun for what it's worth. It's I, free. I do. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's free. But um, yeah, I think I'm not a big fan of the team-based scenarios. I think that's like a coin toss for me, just because you know. Sometimes you get paired with a good team, but then you just get outplayed by a better team, and I think that's shit. You know, I, I wish they kind of kept it single play throughout the whole uh, races, just because, you know, at the end, you know, everyone's playing on their own. So I felt like they could maybe kept it that way. Maybe there could be like a team-based uh, mode that you can do. Sure. But yeah, I don't like the the team base because usually when I'm playing those, I I've been losing. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. But it's <laughs> it's a fun game. I like it. I do suck at the parts where you have to grab the tail because I <laughs> I've not got that mechanic down. No, I don't I probably know. Probably just yeah. need to play it a little bit more. Yeah, I've seen but, people grab that chip from hella far, and it's like what? And then yeah, what? I'll be like right next, right to, the next guy, to the guy, and I them. can't even get it off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said. Kind of tricky. I wish the uh, the I wish the elimination was uh, more standardized, kind of like what Daryl was getting at. But like some of the games are, you know, the team ones. So like a third gets eliminated or whatever. But then some some of the games, like last night, I was playing Slime Climb, and four of us made it. Yep. Like all right off the bat, there's we're on the. We're on the final level, which ended up being the tail grab one, which is freaking disaster. Yep. Yeah, there's no, you can't really determine which way it's gonna. It's weird. It's a weird. You can't really count on anything. It feels very uh, non structured. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. Yes. Yeah, the team games are really what throw a wrench in things. I agree. Um, because if you're trying to win five in a row, 
right? You can, you can have a game plan and a route and execute really well on these races and survival games for solo and then get on a team that's just trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, some of the biggest discrepancies I've seen are in, I think the mini game is called Fall Balls. It's like where you basically play soccer and trash. it's rarely ever close. It's always like one team is up by like six or seven goals, you know? So it, it's pretty crazy. I actually won that game last minute like within the last second of the game, there's a, you know how when the ball drops down, it's a different ball sometimes. It's like a football or like a basketball or whatever. It dropped a golden egg. And when I hit that in, it gave us five points. And I like, so we were down by like four points or something. And I hit that in with like one second left and we won by a point, which was pretty cool. Clutch. Yup, yup. I was like, man, I wish I was recording that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> we pooped on him last night in the fall ball. It was, a, I had a good teammate. Nice. A really good teammate. Nice. Probably be a highlight reel for that. <laughs> yeah, it, I agree, though. Like, it's certainly hard. So we alluded to the, the Head Turner trophy, or sorry, the Infallible trophy, which is 0.1% to win five games in a row. You also need to reach level 40 within one season. And I think seasons are almost three months, so it is very grindy, but it's not completely ridiculous. Um, I'm level 20 right now. So I'm probably gonna go for that trophy this season because I feel like if I wait, then I'll just lose all my progress, right? So I might as well do it while I'm on the way. And then the other 0.1 percenters are equip a legendary body color, pattern, upper and lower piece. And then there's another one to buy 50 items from the shop is a 0.1%. So the, the game gives you currency when you play for free. And, but you don't get some of the currency called crowns unless you win a game or at really specific milestones when you level up. I think you get two free ones just from leveling up, but all the others you need to get from winning games. And the cosmetic items cost anywhere between two to five crowns each. So if you need a full set of legendary, you're looking at, you probably need at least 10, at least 10 wins to get that. So... Yeah, the game is, uh, it asks a lot of you. I do like the trophy art, though. I will say, it's pretty simple. And, yeah, I'm, I'm at a 37% completion right now. So, slowly trucking along. That's a lot. Yeah, what was that, Daryl? How many wins have you racked up so far? I have five wins. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. And, and three of them were in, like, a two-hour session. <laughs> so, like, when we played that first night, I didn't win... And then across the week after that, I got two wins pretty, like, randomly. But then, yeah, for whatever reason, when I was playing Friday afternoon, this is what made my bug bite probably worse, honestly, because I'd already been bitten at that point, and it was just, like, chilling. Um, yeah, it like, I won three times. So I was like, damn, dude, killing it. <laughs> you got them special spider skills. Yeah, and then the world punished me for it by making me mm-hmm. unable to use my hand. So <laughs> You got to pay to play, baby. Exactly. But yeah, that's one of the free games, Fall Guys, for this month. Really recommend it to folks. Uh, it's fun to play with with friends. So if you don't have a group of people you play with, you might not enjoy it as much. But if you have a group of friends to play with, I would really recommend it. And if you're just playing solo, I would recommend you get the Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered, downloaded, because it looks great. It plays great. You might run into a glitch like I did. I hope you don't. But other than that glitch trophy, the game is really, really solid. So... I recommend yeah, I both like, of them. I like Fall Guys for... I've been playing it kind of solo, but it's it's nice to have something that you can turn on and quick play. That's what I like about it. I haven't really been following the list. 
but it's like, oh, I got 15 minutes or half an hour or something. I can play a game or two, you know, that's the cool part about it. So. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's very like quick and the menus are really minimal. Like you turn it on, you press X and you're in a game. <laughs> it takes mm -hmm. like 15 seconds. So yeah, pretty awesome. As usual, we have a, a quiz that we're going to be doing here. You guys have anything else you want to say before we hop into that? Not related to the quiz section, but I did kind of want to give you guys a treat on someone's trophy hunting experience. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So one of our listeners, who happens to be my wife's sister, she just started trophy hunting. Oh, cool. Know? So pretty cool thing you know for to to hear about her experience because she says she started doing that when she listened to one of our episodes so pretty pretty dope that she she's uh told us about that she's currently playing bioshock infinite nice and uh one of the dlc she's playing is called Bur burial at sea she's playing that but she's trying to go for like one of the trophies called taffer's delight and that mode you have to beat it in 1998 mode. Yep. And basically, you can't kill anything with, like, lethal weapons. You can only use your crossbow or your skyhook. So you basically have to beat that whole DLC with just those two weapons I just mentioned. And, um, yeah, she says she listened to one of our episodes. And she said, oh, well, I'm going to give it a shot. So she's, like, been, like, hardcore trying to go after this one trophy. So pretty heartwarming to hear that i thought you guys might want to hear that yeah that's awesome the trophy hunting experience because of tuning into the podcast that's what's up that's really cool yeah oh yeah and just like most of us she did have a trophy pop hiccup so she beat the mode on 1998 mode pop all these trophies but she did not get taffer's delight Doing some research, she realized she did not pick 1998 mode. There is another mode called 99 mode. <laughs> oh my god! No. So she was off by one digit. She was hella pissed. She's like, "Why? Why is my trophy not popping? I'm pretty sure I did what the trophy required of me." And then she realized she picked the wrong mode. So that was like her first uh, trophy disaster. But, you know, as most of you guys and myself included, we've had moments similar to that. So it is a bit uh, pretty upsetting, but it's what comes with this hobby of ours. You know, we think we're doing something right. But then at the end, we do some research. We did something wrong, apparently. Yep. Well, I'm glad in some sense that it wasn't that the trophy was glitched because... I feel like if it had been glitched, it might turn her off from the trophy hunting experience in general. If after you go for something that difficult, you know, and it's like one of the first things you're doing, and then it just is like, no, fuck you, like it doesn't work. <laughs> like I'd be like, all right, well, I'm not doing this anymore then, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, it's DLC. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I it was actually pretty funny. Go ahead. It was pretty funny the, to hear her call her sister because uh, one night we were, uh, my wife and I were checking out homes 
and she calls her uh calls my wife and she's like hey you know i i just beat that dlc but my trophy didn't pop she's just explaining to her sister what happened while she's on speaker and i'm just like oh shit i've had moments like that before and she's like yeah <laughs> i'm super upset it's funny you know we're just like checking out homes and like this is the one conversation my wife is having about trophies that is pretty funny also really cool <laughs> that's sweet yeah so yeah i um just you know asked her a few questions just to kind of like have something for this episode and i asked her if she's gonna like continue with this or if this is kind of like a one-time thing and she she's unsure but she um it depends on like her schedule because she's a teacher yep so pretty busy but she's you know thinking about it but she is like pretty satisfied like when the trophies pop like that notification she absolutely loves it so yeah pretty cool to hear that from her that's really rad yeah yeah it's not a one-time thing it's gonna stick it'll at at the very least (laughs) yeah at the very least i feel like she'll hopefully continue to do it for games that she really enjoys that's kind of like my friend joe who i've talked about before on here like He'll go for a Platinums if it's games that he really appreciates and likes, but he doesn't do it all the time. So it, it, I'll take it. You know, any, anyone we can get into the ecosystem is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really cool story. Thanks for sharing, Daryl. And shout out to you, Daryl's wife's sister, whose name is is what? Oh, that was one of the things I asked her. She prefers to go by wife sister. All right, wife sister. Well, <laughs> right. shout out to you. Thank you for the Hell listen. Yeah. If you're listening again, appreciate it. And uh, glad you got some trophies. That's awesome. So, Quizmaster, I think it's time that we hop into this rendition of the trophy hunting quiz. And a shout out goes out to, again to Invisible Banana for tallying up the scores for us on the latest SoundCloud episode. So shout out to you, my man. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And another shout out real quick before I forget. Um, last week we had talked, to, or a couple weeks ago, we had talked about how cool it would be if there was a Aliens versus Predators versus Humans Battle Royale elimination game. One of our listeners on SoundCloud pointed out that there is a game like that that does exist, actually, on the PlayStation 3. So thank you for uh, following up on that. Appreciate it very much. Called... It is called. Well, hold on. I gotta pull it up with my spider hand. Sorry. Oh. We're getting there, boys. Doing it real time. Hold, please hold. Please hold. And I'll give you the listener's name as well. So. Do 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 do. Four comments. So Lucas C. Rowell. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, but Lucas. And the name of the games was Alien vs. Predator vs. Marines. <laughs> so pretty, uh, oh yeah, oh. it's pretty straight up. A game for, from 2010 for PlayStation 3, 360, and PC. It still has an active <laughs> multiplayer community on PC. How creative. Awesome title. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Pretty... You could have, like, literally just searched that, like, idea, and the game would have just came up. Right? <laughs> right. But either way, pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, Lucas. Thank you, Lucas. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Quizmaster, you want to explain the rules and take it away? Uh, Sure. That's me this week, right? It is you. So we're doing a trophy quiz. I don't know the rules because I don't follow them. Oh. But I'm going to read three description, three trophy titles, and then uh, spew out the description. And Mr. Colin and Mr. Daryl have to guess what game it is from. 
and the franchise it belongs to. Correct. And they get eh, 15 seconds. Okay, that's good. I feel like 30 seconds is too long. Yeah, 15 is kind of short, though. It's like we should do like 21 and a half or something. <laughs> Fair enough. And real quick before we go, the score currently is as follows. So Eli is in the lead with three and a half points. Daryl is in second with two and a half points. And I am in last with two points. But I will point out that I started. So I have not I have not got to participate in as many episodes yet. After this episode, we'll have a, a clearer idea of what the what the scores look like. So Yeah, when Daryl goes next week, it'll be that'll be That'll be the Yep, exactly. Exactly. So before anyone talks shit out there, you know. Uh, you check, you check, check yourself, dude. Check yourself, you know. But I, but, I, but I hope you guys play along at home as well, and we'll have some fun. We already are. Yeah, we already are. Ooh. All right. About to get gnarly right, right now. Let's right. do this. Get gnarly shredder up in here. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. The first trophy is called Quick on the Trigger. Kill the Patriarch before he has a chance to heal. 15 seconds, starting now. Sounds like a trick question. Thumbs up. Okay. I got an answer, at least, so I'm happy about that. Ooh. All right. Uh, and we move on, right? Yes, and we'll, we'll go over it all at the end. Correct. Okie dokie. The next trophy is called Ladies' Man. And the description is successfully entertain Aphrodite. Oh, hey, no screen peeking. There's no peeking going on. I can't write with my... I'll hold it up to the <laughs> camera. You can see me typing my... I'm typing it with my left hand. Ooh, on the phone. Yeah. Sorry, I can't... Oh. Timer. That's probably 15 seconds. I was making sure no one was cheating. I gotta be referee and quiz master, so. Okay. It's harder work than it looks like. Yeah, it's a lot to keep track of. A lot of moving parts. Daryl, you got something? You look like you're, uh... Daryl's stressing, dude. He's doing that hand thing again. Daryl shook. Doesn't look like he's moving. No, this is my I got it look. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Alright. Next... And final question. The trophy title is called Crushed It. The description is Acquire Every Other Trophy. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so we really what? get... We, okay. 15 seconds starting now. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is my I don't got it face now. <laughs> I don't know the title for this fucking... All right, Time. All right. Well, there we go. All right. All right. You guys feeling good about your answers? I feel okay about one of them. I feel iffy about another, and I feel pretty slighted out of the last, you know? Perfect. That's what I was going for. <laughs> All right. So we got the first one was quick on the trigger, kill the patriarch before he has a chance to heal. Mr. Colin. Uh, I said the franchise is Killing Floor. The title is Killing Floor 2. Daryl? Franchise Killing Floor. 
game killing floor two and then do i wrap this up at the end now you can tell us now if we got that point or half point bing, 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 bing. Ding, 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 oh yeah oh what we both got it yes yeah let's go let's go oh yeah i mean i kind of don't want daryl to get it but let's go yeah you know what no, I, mean? I, just <laughs> I want shit um okay the next one daryl what'd you get ladies man successfully entertain aphrodite franchise god of war game god of war 3 remastered colin Game it franchise is God of War, title is God of War 3 Remastered. Same as Daryl. There we go. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Good job, guys. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) The last one crushed it. Acquire every other trophy. Hmm. Daryl, what you got? Uh Anger Force reloaded. That's what I got. Franchise? Anger Force. <laughs> okay. Colin? Uh, I had Monster Energy Super Motocross 3, which, I, oh, which might so be... Close. Which is probably wrong. The answer is Monster D- Monster Jam Crush It. Oh, God. Uh, hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, shit balls, man. I thought... All right, that's all right. I tried. I was like, I don't know. I know the franchise, but I don't know like the specific title name. So you guys got, you guys each got two points. That's right. Job. So now the standings are Daryl in first with four point five points, Eli in second with three point five points, and, or no, sorry, Colin in second with four points, and Eli in third with three point five points. So, oh boy, that hurts. So after the next episode where Daryl is host, we will have two full go-throughs of the quiz and we'll have a, a, a pretty good idea of the score right there. Yeah, I want to pick harder trophies next time. That's some bull. No, well, <laughs> the, the first one, I was like, the Patriarch thing kind of threw me off because I was like, oh man, that's such a weird name for an enemy. Is that something like... Yeah, I don't know. And then the second one, the giveaway was Aphrodite. Because there's only, there's only so many games that have uh, Greek gods and goddesses in them. Well, I, I made up for last week. You're welcome. No, I appreciate it. Those were those were fair. <laughs> those were fair. And it, it kind of worked out because the last one, there was no real trophy description. So he gave us two that were, like, a little easier because the third one was going to be harder. Yeah, except this, the, he was in the name. Okay. All right. Well, we don't, <laughs> right, we, don't need to, we don't need to get into the specifics, you know. Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you, everyone who played along at home. Hopefully you guys had some fun. Got a couple points there. And if you have been playing along at home and haven't been lying or cheating and you want to tell us what your score is, feel free to send it over in a comment or in a message to any of us and uh, we can talk about it on the next episode. That would yeah, be great. no cheetahs. No cheetahs. Pumpkin eaters. No <laughs> Before we get going, we always leave space here to kind of pimp ourselves and our social media channels and where people can find us. So... Real quick, before I hand it over to you guys, we have had a development in terms of we have a a Twitter page now for Trophy Talk Podcast, so I would encourage everybody to go and check that out, and our handle is at what, Daryl? At TTP Podcast? Yep, that's where you can find us. Huh? Wait, what is it? Is it? It's PS. Is it not? I don't know. PS. (laughs) Well, hold on. Hold on, boys. Hold on, boys. Thank you for the correction. I haven't been on Twitter. What is this? I'm going to the profile right now. Oh, it's PS Trophy Podcast at 
at PS Trophy Podcast. Excuse me. We had some we had some back and forth on that in terms of like what we wanted to to call it, and you know, Trophy Talk Podcast I believe was too long, so you have to shorten it and blah blah blah. But we do a, a shared management of this, so we each kind of post stuff from time to time. But there's some pretty funny posts on there. Eli hitting us with the memes real early on with the uh, <laughs> with the Mr. Bean, I believe that is Mr. Bean. Yes, yeah, Mr. Bean. Yeah. So anyway, go and check that out. We'll be putting up our podcasts on there, like posting them up there as well for you to find on SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, so you guys go ahead and, and talk about your own social media stuff. What do you guys got going on? You can just Yo, find I'm... me on Twitch, the Tall Simone guy. Probably going to be streaming Friday the 13th, so you can find me there. Hell yeah. I wanted to point out, I finally figured out a trick. Instagram is so GD hard to get things on. Like, you can't do it from your computer like Twitter. Uh, so I finally figured out that's about to get popping on the Instagram, NarShredder13. Twitter, NarShredder13. Twitch, NarShredder13. You got, like, the polls going. Some other things in development currently for that. And the video editing is going a lot better. So uh, YouTube's starting to really get going there, too. NarShredder13 everywhere. Yeah, and we got some good highlights up from our Saturday play sessions and just full broadcasts of the Saturday play sessions up on Eli's YouTube channel. So if you guys happen to miss those in the past, you want to check it out and see what all the, the fun is, you know, you can go and look them up there. Pretty good time. And uh, for myself, I started doing YouTube again, very like low key. Um, you know, so if you're looking for crazy thumbnails and stuff like that and edits, it's not going to be the channel for you because I'm really just doing it to get uh, to get videos up that I wanted to put up. And so I've been playing through the Halo Reach uh, campaign on Heroic Difficulty. The plan is to play through the entire Halo franchise on Heroic Difficulty and talk about the levels and do a little walkthrough of them as I go on. So I think we're up to Mission 9 in Reach. So we're almost done with that game and then we'll switch over and we'll do Halo Combat Evolved. So you can find me on YouTube at CK Present. Yeah. I think that covers it anything else you guys wanted to add just have a cool week if you're in california it's gonna be really hot it's fucking yeah it's gonna be really hot my gosh i hope this is the last heat wave that we get <laughs> the last like really bad one before uh before fall but we will see until next time though thank you all so much for checking out the podcast for listening to episode 13 of trophy talk again you can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash trophy talk podcast and on Twitter at PS Trophy Podcast. Take care. Happy gaming, everybody. Goodbye.